we started a series entitled Made for What? And I wanted to begin this year making sure that we're becoming spiritually strong. And one of the best ways to ensure you have the spiritual strength to overcome every attack of the enemy and experience everything that God has for you in 2023 is to focus on one of the most fundamental questions of life. Why am I here? For, for what am I made? So we began this, this series on January 1st with we were, we were made for Jesus' first living. First of all, we need to understand that we were made. You're not just here by accident. Creator God created you. And you are special to him. And he made you for a reason. You are God's workmanship. Another translation says you are God's masterpiece created in Christ Jesus to do good works that he's prepared in advance for you to do. So you have purpose. You have meaning. Praise God for that. So we were made by Jesus and for Jesus. I'm not going to re-preach it. Go on to the website and listen to it over again. And then last week, we looked at the truth of this, that we were made to seek and experience God. We were made to seek and to experience God. God placed a, I don't know who coined the phrase, but he, he put a God-shaped hole in every one of us. We're going to worship something. He created us to seek and to experience Him. So today, we're going to focus on another reason we were made. You were made for spiritual growth. Not a spiritual growth like a wart or something. You, you were... You were made for spiritual growth. All healthy living things grow. Some grow up, some grow out, but they all grow. Plants grow, grass grows, trees grow. Animals, animals grow and humans grow. And in the same way, if we have surrendered our lives to Christ, we've been given new life and we have been given spiritual life to grow. Colossians 2.13 When you were dead in your sins, and in the uncircumcision of your flesh, look at what it says. God made you alive with Christ. He forgave us of all of our sins. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 4 says this, but because of his great love for us, 
God who is rich in mercy. Aren't you thankful for that? You ought to be, otherwise you'd be zapped. Verse 5, because of who he is and his rich mercy, he's made us alive in Christ even when we didn't deserve it. By his grace you have been saved. Jesus said that you, you were, you are, you must be born again. So we have been given new life in Christ. We are on our way to heaven. Isn't that awesome? I mean, we need to praise God for that. But that's not the only reason for being made alive in Christ. Now we should be growing in Christ. We were made for growing up, not just going up. I thought that was a cute little phrase. God did not give us and make us alive in Him only to go to heaven. Otherwise, He would have told us right whenever we started to surrender our lives to Him, He would say, now be sure and tell everybody bye. Because as soon as I give you life, you're going to be you're going to be zapped up. You're going to be brought up. If that was the reason that we are given new life is just to go up, he would have already taken us up. He didn't give us life just for us to go up. He gave it to us for growing up. Look at Romans chapter 8, and I loved verse 29. In the message version, it says this, God knew what he was doing from the very beginning. He was before the beginning. And he knew what he was doing. From the very beginning, he decided from the outset to shape the lives of those who love him along the same lines as the life of his son. So he, he wants us to let him shape us. The son stands first in the line of humanity he restored. We see the original and intend, we see the original and the intended shape of our lives there in him. So he wants to, God wants to shape us. He wants us to grow. We've been born again. Now it's time to grow up in Him. The NIV translation translates it like this. Easy for you to say. We are to become conformed to the image of Jesus. As we, as we grow in our relationship with the Lord, we should start looking more and more like Jesus. We should start be thinking more and more like Jesus. Our lives should be consistently growing to look more and more like Him. 
I don't know about you, but how many of you would say with me, I got some growing to do. I still, I mean, you need to get you one of those pray first bracelets out there. I mean, they're for free. They're, they're helpful. I'm telling you, I had to hit it again twice this week, pop myself, say pray first before I started tailgating that person that cut me off. We have growing to do, and we will have growing to do until we get, till we do go up. Amen? Turn to the person next to you. I, I can see you got some growing to do. The concern is, and it was, it is now, and it was in the early church that, listen, many believers have a desire to go up, but little desire to grow up. Got you laughing and hit you right in the gut, didn't I? But it's not just the American church. It was in the early church. Look at 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 1. Brothers and sisters, I couldn't address you as people who live by the Spirit, but as people who are still worldly, mere Infants, you born again, but you ain't growing up. I gave you milk, not solid food, for you were not yet ready for it. Indeed, you're still not ready for it. You are, you are still worldly, for since there is jealousy and quarreling among you, are you not worldly? Are you not acting like Mere humans, whenever you should be acting like, becoming more and more like Jesus? These folks love to go to church. They, they had, I mean, I'm, I'm not just talking. I mean, this, this is in, in, if you read 1 Corinthians. They had good church services. People felt the doodads. They had spiritual gifts working all over the place. And he complimented, Paul, Paul complimented them on, on that at the beginning of this letter. So what's the problem if they, were, if they were going and they were engaged in the church services every week? They were going to church every week, but their character wasn't changing. They were still living like the world. When they weren't in church, they were fighting each other, jealous of each other. They were having sex all over the place. I woke you up on that one. I saw. It says that one of the members was even having sex with his dad's wife. Paul said, even the pagans don't put up with that. But y'all are proud of it. <laughs> Way to go, dude, man. That's, 
My word. You ought to read your Bible. There's some interesting stuff in there. We were made for spiritual growth, not just to go to church. The writer of Hebrews had some concerns about the lack of spiritual growth in his congregation as well. Look at Hebrews chapter 5, verse 11. We have much to say about this, but it's hard to make it clear to you because, look, you no longer even try to understand. He's saying you're coming to church, but you're not really taking it seriously. You're making the, you're making the event of church but not entering into the life process of change. He goes on to say, verse 12, In fact, though by this time, and I don't, I don't know what by this time is, how long of a time that, that was, but I can tell you what Paul's was. Paul expected those believers should, after five years, they should be mature believers. Because he first went to Corinth and established that church in 50 A.D. And he wrote that letter in 1 Corinthians in 55 A.D. So he's saying, man, after five years, come on. If you're a believer for five years, by this time, you should be mature. By this time, you ought to be teachers. You ought to be maybe not standing in front of a Sunday school class or on a stage teaching, but you ought to be helping others, not just always having to be helped. You need someone to teach you the elementary truths of God's Word all over again. You need milk, not solid food. You're still, you may have got past the ABCs, but the ABCs is not just about knowing that B comes after A. It's to move forward. You're still in elementary school. I mean, you should be past C spot run. By this time, teach you the elementary truths of God's Word all over again. You need milk, not solid food. Verse 13, anyone who lives on milk will, being still an infant, it's okay to still be drinking milk and getting fed the bottle whenever you're an infant. But... You're having to part whiskers to get the nipple in? Did I go too far? Blame dad. That's where I heard it first. Anyone who lives on milk being still an infant is not acquainted with the teaching. Listen, they're not growing. They're not acquainted with the teaching about righteousness. 
Verse 14, but solid food is for the mature who by constant use have trained themselves to distinguish good from evil. They're growing because God made us just grow, not to stay infants. So the pastor of these congregations were concerned, and they were of this congregation, and he was challenging them, saying, hey, hey, you were made to grow up, not just to go up. God has so much more for you than what you're able to take right now. Come on, start growing up a little bit so that you can experience everything that God has for you because it's much more than what you're experiencing right now. Here's another interesting thing about spiritual growth. You determine the speed at which you grow. If healthy physically, physical growth, if healthy, physical growth happens pretty much at the same, at the same speed. Some people grow more upward, like I said earlier, and others grow more outward. But for the most part, you can pretty much guess the stages of life by looking. You can tell that a person's in their 40s or 20s or their late, except for black people. Y'all look young your entire lives. I mean, what is that about? I mean, you can't, you can't guess the age of black folks. Y'all don't get offended with me. Famous white people, you see them. They'll keep on pulling those skin back, trying to keep on looking young. You don't, you don't see very many of those black folks doing that because they stay looking good. The whole time, man. The only ones that I know of are Michael Jackson and Lionel Richie. <laughs> Help us, Lord. We all grow at about the same speed physically, but not spiritually. We have the opportunity. Each and every one of us have the opportunity of the, of the speed at which we grow spiritually. That's why you can have someone that's been in church for 30 years and someone who just got saved about a year ago and the one... One year, that one-year-old Christian is more spiritually mature 
sometimes than someone who has gone to church for 30 years. So we could, time is slipping on. I'm having fun. I don't know about you, but I'm having fun up here. So real quickly, I want to just give us a few must-haves for continual spiritual growth. Some must-haves for continual spiritual growth. Number one, you need to accept the responsibility for your spiritual growth. Accept that responsibility. Now that you, now that you know that you were made for spiritual growth, let's go ahead and receive that. Know that it's good for me and take responsibility for it for yourself. The second thing is you're going to have to have a desire to grow, a desire to grow. You will never grow if you have no desire. Look at 1 Peter chapter 2. It says, like newborn babies crave spiritual milk so that by it you may grow up in your salvation, now that you have tasted that the Lord is good. How many of you have tasted that the Lord is good? We need to continue to crave spiritual food from the time we're an infant in Him all the way. Keep on, keep that craving like, you, like a baby craves milk. Let's keep that craving to grow in Him. Until we can digest some solid food. I'm ready for a steak. I don't know about you. I've been fasting for a week. You'd think that you'd automatically and always desire to grow if you've ever tasted and experienced the goodness of God. But we've already seen by the passages before in the early church... There were those who, who lost their desire to grow. So how do, we keep, how do we keep our desire? How do we keep that? You, can, you will just get ready for profundity. Stop the things that diminish desire and do the things that increase desire. Isn't that clarity, whether it's uh, effective or not for you? It's still clear. Which leads to the next step. Absorb, respond, and apply God's Word to your life. Absorb. I didn't want to have too many notes, so I combined this all. Absorb, respond, and apply God's Word to your life. And I'm not going to spend just a whole lot of time, I'm not going to spend hardly any time here ex except to say, read your Bible. Think about it. Ask God to help you to understand it. 
Think about it. That's, all of this comes into absorbing the Word of God. Then respond. So after you, after you read the Bible and you see someplace in there where, where you look at the Word and you see your life is not matching up, then we ask God to help us respond to it, and we respond by saying, Lord, help me. We see the promises of God, and we, we're, we're, not, we're not seeing the promises of God come into our lives but we see, well, there's a problem. We're going through a situation, and if you're reading your word, you'll come across a promise that applies to that situation that you're going through. Respond to it by saying, Lord, I believe. I believe what your word says. I trust what your word says. Now I'm going to apply it, and I'm going to expect it. Whatever it is, whether it is correction for our life or promises of God for our life, absorb it. And then apply it because that is what helps you keep your desire. You start focusing on what God says, and all of a sudden, some of the, it, it helps stop doing some of the things that diminish the desire for God. Don't ignore him. That's, that's the biggest deal, is just don't ignore God. Mm. All right. Then share your growth with others. To grow, you need to have intake and outtake, just like the body. We need nutrition coming in, and then we need, need it going out. If it don't go out, start hurting. Trying to wake you up again, I'm sorry. But we increase our capacity to receive more from God when we give out what we take in from Him. We receive our capacity to receive more from God whenever He gives us something and we share it with others all of the sudden. It opens us up for more of Him. So share your growth. Share your growth with believers and share the love of Christ with those who don't know Him yet. We had somebody in church last week for the first time that came because I basically smiled and had a good attitude with her. Going, She was a teller at the bank whenever I went through the drive through she was impressed with for a good attitude, making God look big and good. She and three other people, her husband and sister and brother-in-law, came to church last week. Praise God. It wasn't, I didn't even give her the $20 thing, you know, the little bit extra thing that we did for Christmas. All right, share your growth with others. Here's the tough one. Appreciate God's training. Appreciate 
God's training. You know how you spell God's training? T-R-I-A-L-S. Or you... I won't say it. That spells trials. That's God's training process. Did you know that? You don't have to like God's training, but we need to learn to appreciate it if we are to grow. Because we were made to grow spiritually. And the only way that we grow spiritually and that, we, that we're able to see that the promises of God are true is for them to be tested in our lives. We gain strength as we go through trials and we let that make us dig deeper in our relationship with God. And we find out whenever we get out on the other side that we're stronger spiritually because of it. Look at James chapter 1. And you, there's several passages on this, but I knew I'd be past my time by the time I got here. So I'm only putting this one. Consider it pure joy. My brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, how many of you ever been at that place whenever it seems like there's many kinds of trials all at the same time? I mean, I never have felt like dancing a jig whenever I hit those kind of trials. <laughs> but he says, consider it pure joy. Because you have, because you know, listen, this is what, this is what you get whenever, you're, whenever you actually absorb the Word of God. You learn this because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. Verse 4, and let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. I like the not lacking anything, don't you? Well, the only way that you get there is through God's training program. And His training program is trials. Because on the other side of those trials, you find out God's Word is true. I'm becoming a grown man in Christ. Instead of a throwing fit, whiny baby. Mm -hmm. Now that wasn't in my notes. Seth, y'all can come back. But if we will get, if we will get, if we will appreciate God's training, all of the sudden, your strength, your spiritual strength, your spiritual backbone, your spiritual faith 
turns in a, into a testimony for others to where all of a sudden you are becoming a teacher to somebody else because whenever you see what they're going through, you're able to say, hey, I've been there. I know that that's tough, but if you will appreciate this on the other side, you won't be lacking anything. God is bringing you through. He's bringing you through the training. And every one of us go through God's training program. We enter into it. And we decide whether we're going to appreciate it and go on through it. Or if we're going to keep on doing like all of us do with our New Year's resolutions. And we, as soon as we get entered into it, we say, I'm quitting this. Man, why in the world, God? That hurts. Let me get to this other promise. Let me get to this. Let me get to this. Everybody else is this, but I'm not experiencing this. I can promise you this. There's a lot of thises. I can promise you that every one of us, just like Facebook and Instagram and TikTok and all of that, everything, whenever you see on stage, you see perfection. And everything looks like if I, whatever, whatever we say, Know that it doesn't matter if it's me. Every person, every child of God, God is wanting to grow up. And they have been through and will go through more trials. Because we all have room to grow. And I want to make sure that every one of us, especially that are part of Zeal Church, that we have the spiritual strength to grow. Whether the enemy is bringing attacks or God is just putting us through the training program, we're able to stand and stand therefore in Christ, growing in Him, empowered by Him, loving Him. Praise God. One more point. There's a whole bunch that we could list, but one important result of consistent spiritual growth is found in Ephesians chapter 4. 14, and I want this so badly for me and for all of us. The result of consistent spiritual growth. Look at what it says. Then we will no longer be infants tossed back and forth by the waves of life and blown here and there by every wind of teaching and by the cunning and the craftiness of 
people and their deceitful scheming. We will no longer be manipulated by all the stuff that's going around. Verse 15. Instead, speaking the truth, not in anger, not in frustration, but in love, we will grow to become in every respect the mature body of Him who is the head, that is Christ. We will look big and good for God in the world. Isn't that awesome? I'm praying that 2023 to be a year of spiritual growth and strength. And it begins, all begins by tasting and experiencing the goodness of God. That realization that God loves you, He cares for you, He knows exactly where you are, He wants the absolute best for you, He has everything that you need, all we have to do is say, Lord, I surrender, I surrender, I surrender, and if there's anybody here this morning or watching online, that haven't tasted and seen that the Lord is good. I pray right now. You don't have to jump through hoops. You don't even have to come up here. Just in your own heart, with your own mouth, say, Lord, I surrender to you. I give you my life. I thank you that you died on the cross and paid for my sin. you as my Lord and my Savior. Now God, I ask you to please empower me to be the person that you want me to be. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Let's stand and